1: Hollywood and Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host. This is the holiday edition of the podcast, and it is also the last podcast of the year, so I will be back in a couple of weeks, but it's the holiday season, and like everybody, I'm going to take a little time off. Anyway, this week, some fun stuff. I have a couple of holiday stories and I have a holiday play that I'm going to share with you, a 10-minute play that I wrote about the season. So a lot going on, so stick with me. Okay, first of all, I want to tell you a story that involves a Don Draper-like madman and how he was responsible for a Charlie Brown's Christmas getting on the air at CBS. Okay? So Now, you know, of course, uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas is a holiday tradition, but we really have one of those madmen from the 60s to thank for it a gentleman by the name of John Allen. And he was working at McCann Erickson, which was a very big advertising agency in the mid-60s. It still is, but in the mid-60s especially, when he was working there, it was very big. Well, on behalf of Coca-Cola, he was lobbying for the Charlie Brown's Christmas special. It would be the first animated adaptation of Charles Schulz's classic Peanuts comic strip. But Alan had to really twist arms because... in in typical fashion cbs hated it yes hard to believe well they thought that the animation was awful they thought that the story was too thin it was also depressing and that jazz score man eh, that's kind of inappropriate for kids and of course they wanted a laugh track i am surprised they didn't require a laugh track on the twilight zone back then and cbs was especially opposed to linus reciting the story of the birth of christ from the bible <laughs> what the hell is that doing in a christmas special now when you think back and you see how we have become it's just almost inconceivable but cbs also had an awful lot writing on this because it was going to preempt the Munsters, and follow Gilligan's Island. So the quality had to be top-notch to join that pantheon of excellence. But John Allen pushed and pushed and finally persuaded the reluctant programming chief of CBS to air the special A Charlie Brown's Christmas, and it premiered 53 years ago this month. Ready? Ready? It got a 50 share, 5 o a 50 share. It won an Emmy and a Peabody and became an instant holiday classic. I guess children doing voices of children did not result in a viewer revolt. Well, CBS began running that special every year, and of course, taking credit for it. And it achieved the almost unheard of feat of getting higher ratings year after year. By 1969, it was scoring a 53 share. 53. Now, today, a top-rated show gets like a four. 53 share. More than half of all of the televisions on in the United States, more than half, were watching this show that an executive at CBS said was a piece of shit. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, CBS continued to air the special until the year 2000. ABC then took over, and I don't know what channel it's on this year, but I'm sure that it's playing somewhere right now. And you can probably go to Netflix or Hulu. I bet it gets a 50 share on Netflix. So Merry Christmas, happy anniversary to Charlie Brown, and thank you, John Allen. As many of you know, I am also a playwright and I like to write these 10-minute plays and enter them in various festivals. It's really kind of fun and it gets my work out all kinds of different places. Uh, I had plays in Sydney, Australia, and India, and Dubai, and normal Illinois, and Long Island, and even in Los Angeles. Well, I was told that it's a good idea to also have in your repertoire a holiday play or two, because a lot of theaters around this time of year, like to put on their holiday shows. So I wrote a Christmas play. But it's kind of a strange, dark Christmas play because I'm kind of strange and dark. It was performed at the Eclectic Theater in North Hollywood, and it stars William Beaumont and Kevin Wyrock. William Beaumont plays The Patient, and Kevin Wyrock, plays the psychiatrist and by the way a little trivia note does the name Beaumont sound familiar well it might to some of our older listeners remember Hugh Beaumont who was the dad in leave it to beaver well William Beaumont is his grandson okay so it is about a patient going to a psychiatrist now the quality of this is not stellar but it's good enough that you can kind of get an idea and it puts you in the holiday spirit so enjoy my christmas play called make it stop
2: so andy how can i help you well i have an earworm you know what that is an earworm it's when you have a song stuck in your head and you can't get it out and this is why you need a psychiatrist? <laughs> it's driving me mad. I, I, I can't shake it. It's affected my sleep, my concentration. I almost got fired for forgetting to submit important documents. My girlfriend left me. She started drinking way too much. I haven't done my taxes. I've lost 20 pounds. I cry on the bus. 30 dishes are stacked <laughs> in the ceiling. I post pictures of cats on Facebook. <laughs> and they're not even my cats. <laughs> and last week, Last week I actually thought for one brief moment of ending it all. Oh lord, what is the song? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. (laughs) By Paul McCartney. Yes. I want to punch him in the face. Make it stop. Okay, just relax. Every station plays it. Over and over. They play lots of holiday music. And over and (laughs) over (laughs) over and over. I can't (laughs) escape that song. But it's August. Yes. So you begin to see my problem. You can have the same song stuck in your head for eight months? Twenty. This started a year ago. Yikes. That's your professional opinion? <laughs> no. No. Holy shit. The insurance company's going to want a little more than that. Yes, of course. I mean, I'm just fascinated. <laughs> what is it like hearing the same song in your head for 20 months? Oh, how do I describe it? Okay, imagine the movie Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. but the day he keeps repeating is Trump's inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> and he only caught a suicide once.
0: <laughs>
2: Give me a second to catch my
0: breath.
2: Have you tried listening to other catchy tunes? There's not a lot of psychiatric journals that have done studies on it. Earworms, but it's just the kind of thing that gets billions of government grants. <laughs> Nothing works. England swings like a pendulum do. No song. England swings like a pendulum do. Bobby's on bicycles two by two. Westminster Abbey, the Tower of Big Ben. The Jeans of the Little Children. <laughs> if the it says enough, money can't save your family. Seriously? Yeah. Stop it. This works. Trust me. Your rosy red cheeks of the little children. <laughs> Christmas the the is ready. The it is right. For the spirits up. Yeah. We're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply Sorry. having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs>
0: Thank you.
2: Shit. <laughs> oh, I got that so in my head See? It's not the worst song. You know, wait till you get to the children's chorus. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Yeah. You gotta do something. Are there shock treatments? <laughs> don't oh. that. Let's simply <laughs> have a wonderful Christmas time But but, but, but we're close. <laughs> Let's talk this through. You'll have to speak louder over the techno track. <laughs> goofy song that rings, doesn't it? It's like uh, it's on a continuous loop It's the devil's it? leaf blower Okay, let's regroup There must be something about this song that haunts you Do you like Christmas? Well, I
1: did <laughs>
2: Have you ever had a traumatic experience that you would equate to Christmas? Like what? I don't know, a bunch of Carolers beat the shit out (laughs) of (laughs) you. No, not that I can recall. The cable channel that plays this Christmas story movie every year for 24 hours. Every time you see Ralphie coming down the stairs and his buddy out there, every time you turn on the TV. I got 20 patients to say that scarred them for life. No, I don't mind that movie. <laughs> it's the goddamn old Navy commercials that interrupted sometimes now. Sizzly, having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, man. I feel like they gave you the Ebola virus. No. <laughs> That's okay. Unlike you, I'm sure this will go away. How can you be so sure? I quit smoking. I sure willpower alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is McCartney. Let's talk about you. Oh, hurry! They're about to get to the part where the children sing, "Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong." -dong." Go home, you little monsters! Okay, okay. You heard it on the radio, right? What association do you have with radio and Christmas? Good. I'm getting to the ding dong part (laughs) two. From Lord of the Flies Glee Club. Okay, radio, (laughs) radio. You got this radio and Christmas, right? Some of the stations change their formats and play nothing but Christmas music. Yeah, during the holiday season, yes. What holiday season? They start on Labor Day. (laughs) Um, That's true. And and there's only like 12 real Christmas songs. It's Mariah Carey, (laughs) Bing Crosby, (laughs) The Carpenters, Jose Feliciano, and Beelzebub. Or should I say, Beetlezebub. How many times can you hear the same roasting chestnuts and sleigh rides before you jump off the tree at Rockefeller Center? It can get tedious. It can get tedious.
0: God,
2: what must it be like for the Jews? (laughs) The point is, you don't have to listen. I don't now. Boy, back when I was a kid, the stations would play one an hour. Maybe two. And at Z94, I had that Christmas wish promotion. God, I love that. Was that some sort of contest? Not a contest, per se, more like a giveaway. You'd send in your Christmas wish on the postcard, whatever your heart desire. And once every hour, they would grant a Christmas wish. Oh, that does sound lovely. It was. <coughs> of course, now my Christmas wish is a trip to London and a bazooka. <laughs> and yes, I know. Oh, Ralphie, you can't have a bazooka, you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> I got six patients who are agoraphobics from that scene alone. <laughs> Andy, I'm sensing a glimmer of hope here. There's still a flicker of the holiday spirit within you. I got to see Pastor your on the tendencies, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas wish promotion this, You said you loved it. Yeah, once I learned how to beat the system. What does that mean? Well, like I said, you could ask for any present. And Z94 was always giving away cars or trips or TVs. So everyone wrote in asking for cars or trips or TVs. But every hour they'd grant another Christmas wish, and it would always be some mother who had a sickly kid and needed a home respirator. (laughs) Or a family about to lose their house and wind up on the street. Every wish they picked was some sob story. No one got cars or motorcycles or anything fun. And and the record companies? They probably pop for all the gifts under the table. Oh, I I don't think Warner Brothers gave in-home respirators as pale. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But the next year, I got smart. I wrote in saying I was an amateur photographer, which is true. And I was in Florida taking pictures when an alligator attacked me and bit off my leg. Good God. And and my Christmas wish was for a new Nikon camera, since my old one fell into the swamp along with my leg. (laughs) And they bought that story. You bet. Hey, my friend Stevie said he got hit by a truck and got a stereo system. Okay, okay, okay. Things are starting to come into focus here, Andy. Looking back, do you feel bad about what you did? Well, it wasn't my finest hour, but it had this great zoo. Still, someone who might have actually lost their leg to an alligator, although you got to be pretty stupid to get that close to an alligator, was denied their gift so that you might have yours. Okay, yeah. Don't you see? And, and all these years you've been carrying around all this guilt. You think? Yes! Why mom alligator shoes once, so I can't be that back <laughs> <laughs> in your subconscious. Oh. <coughs> of- And this is your way of punishing yourself. Yes, okay, that makes sense. And it's a Christmas song, because that's when you committed this transgression. But why is it this song? What's the hidden message there? There's no hidden message. It's just annoying. What you need to do is admit it. Say you're sorry. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I I did a crappy thing at a time of year when we're supposed to do nice things. Good. Doc, oh my God. It stopped. Yes. 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 I'm hearing nothing. Oh, beautiful silence. You did it. Oh, you did it. Oh, I'm free. Hallelujah. This is unbelievable. Oh, thank you, doctor. You're welcome. Andy. Andy. Do you have any other and phobias? Fear of clowns. It's a very popular word. No, I'm good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> mood is right, spirit's on, England parties here <laughs> and <love> simply <laughs> <we happy> a <laughs> to, <one> to <laughs> watch we have <laughs> <laughs> <happy>.
1: okay, now I have a Christmas story for you. And this is actually something that my friend Roy Firestone wrote about on his Facebook page. And I thought, hey, this is pretty cool. I'm going to share it. And uh, it involves a young soldier, World War II. That's how the story starts. He's somewhere in Europe and he is engaged to be married. And so he sends his then fiance a letter around Christmas time telling her how much he misses her and how much he wishes he could be with her, et cetera, et cetera. This this handwritten letter. Now, after the war, the two were supposed to get married, but you know how these things work out. Uh, They decided to break it off, and they decided to go their separate ways. He moves on and marries somebody else, and she unfortunately passes away in a few years. And so for many years, he is just a a widower. So picture this one night, and it's again many years later, and he's sitting alone in a restaurant. And a woman from the other side of the restaurant looks at him and sort of recognizes him somehow. So She crosses the restaurant, comes up to him and says, "Um, excuse me, um, are you Frank Pooler? Well, he was kind of gobsmacked. He was like, "Uh, yes, yes, I am. Why? Well, it turns out that this was the ex-fiance. This was his old flame from World War II. And obviously she's changed. He didn't recognize her after all these years. But be that as it may, uh, this was the woman that he was engaged to years ago. And she said, you know, they're talking about uh, what has happened to them in their lives, that sort of thing. And then she says, you know, I always kept that letter, that Christmas letter that you wrote. It was very touching. And it's my best memory of you. And I guess she gave him a copy of it. They hugged and went their separate ways. But then he became a music professor at Long Beach State University. And this is like 1966 now. And one of his students was very promising, seemed to be a very good composer. And so he gave this student the letter and said... Do you want to do something with this thing? Do you want to put some music to these words? Well, the student was Richard Carpenter. And the song was Merry Christmas, Darling. And, of course, you know the rest. It is now a holiday classic. And Richard says it's actually Karen's best work. And it was a number one song, and it is a perennial. And I don't like a lot of Christmas songs, but I do love this one. So written by Richard Carpenter and Frank Pooler many, many years ago. Let's listen one more time to Karen and Richard Carpenter. Merry Christmas, darling.
0: Greeting cards have all been sent. Christmas rushes through but I still have one wish to make a special one for you Merry Christmas darling we're apart that's true but I I'm Christmasing with you Holidays are joyful There's always something new But every day is a holiday She did.
1: that will do it for this week and this year to repeat i will be back right around the first of 2019 enjoy the holiday season have a wonderful time with your family and be safe okay Let's have you back here in January 2019. Our thanks, as always, to Adam and Susie Meister-Butler and to Howard Hoffman. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Ken Levine. If you want to follow me on Instagram, Hollywood and Levine, please subscribe to this podcast. And I'd love to hear from you. I will answer you back. My email address, HollywoodLevine at Outlook.com. That is Hollywoodlevine. At Outlook.com. Once again, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. I'll talk to you next year. Bye bye.